following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Cat Stats and Stats podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality, fully custom supplemented uniforms and apparel that will have you looking great on and off the field. Get your custom-made pro-quality gear today at stingerwoodbats.com and put that S on your chest. Use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. This episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast is brought to you by Big O Ceiling. Seal coating blacktop driveways in the Western New York area for over 25 years. Give them a call today at 716-603-9855 to set up your free estimate. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I, as always, am Coach Jaws, and I am here to talk about a couple really, really cool things that happened last week in the world of baseball in the Western New York area, very specifically on this one. Um, you know, we're, we're here in the dog days of summer, and summer ball is rolling, coming in hot. You're starting to see the tournament championships hit the Twitter machine. You're starting to see league play come in hot. Um, I saw Triple ABA is in their semifinals already The other uh, from a post I saw last night, which, holy cow, uh, but with a lot of college guys being in the ranks there, that stuff's got to be done. And um, I, don't, I don't know uh, if this year they're going to Johnstown. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. But... Uh, you know, I there's just a lot going on this time of year. There's a lot of lot of play happening, and uh, a lot of there, there's times that stuff gets missed or overlooked, and it's just because the baseball community is so busy for the entirety of the summer that I think sometimes some things get missed or overlooked, or maybe not missed or overlooked even. Uh, just things happen and. Maybe people don't know about it because they have their own stuff going on. Um, and with all that being said, I hope everyone's having a good summer. Uh, obviously, far better than last year's. And you know, despite the fact that there was baseball to be played last year, I think the I think we're a little bit more organized and put together this year. And hopefully, next summer we are completely back to normal without the high school season infringing so much on the summer. The high school season itself not being infringed upon by other sports as well. And we can just kind of get back to what a little bit more of a normal pace would look like with the baseball and softball worlds. So that being said, um, you know, I, I really do hope everyone is being is, ha- is having a good summer and, you know, injuries not happening. Uh, obviously, in this area, we just had monsoon season hit our uh, our traditional week and a half of torrential rain in the summer. Um that led to some flooding, and I know it was so bad in some places that even though it was gorgeous out yesterday, uh, games in the evening on Sunday were rained out because of how much rain had fallen over the last couple days prior. That fields weren't able to be ready to be played on. Um, hopefully we have made the turn out of that, and the weather, I haven't looked at the weather as, uh, as of this recording, but hopefully that is something that is turning around and we will be back to nice, better Buffalo weather to... Uh, you know, not impact some of the tournaments and stuff. I heard that got obviously every weekend there's tournaments, and I, you know some of them got impacted pretty heavily with the rain. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, and, and I don't even know uh, the story behind some of them, but like I know some of the I've seen tournament championship games being played on a Wednesday, uh, whether that's field issues, diamond issues, weather issues, whatever. Um, you know, just making it work and making it, you know, getting it to a point where it can be played and it can. You know, you can have a conclusion to your tournament is always nice. Um, you know, especially when you have the tournaments that 
consist of mostly local teams. And if you get to a point where, you know, you have two local teams that or two or four local teams that made it to the finals or the semis, you can, you know, push it to another, uh, another point and just say, Hey, we'll get it done another day. And you know, if that works for all teams involved uh, in, you know, I do give all these tournament directors a lot of credit for making things work and adjusting things. Hopefully the weather starts to cooperate a lot more than it has in the last week and a half. And we can get back to normal. Uh, that being said, on this past Wednesday, uh, if you know me, if you know me personally, I don't golf. I'm not a golfer. Um, I generally end up golfing about once a year on average. Uh, for every year that I go twice, the following year I end up not going at all. So the fact that I went golfing at all is it should be impressive. But it was for a really cool reason, which I didn't know that was the case when I agreed to it initially. Um, a teammate of mine kind of wrote me in, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday the 14th? Uh, nothing. Like, or like what time? Oh, during the day. Nothing usually. Like I usually don't, you know, don't do a ton during the day uh, because of my weird schedule with my with my job. Uh, he's like, all right, cool. Hey, uh, you know, I, I play in the summer for Ralph Brew on Erie Buffalo in the Buffalo MSPL 25 and over league in the area. And you know, hey, Ralph, Jaws is in. And uh, I was like, what am I in for? He's like, you're going golfing. Like, oh, okay. Like at that point, I don't have a good excuse because he already, you know, I was already told that, uh, I already told him that I wasn't doing anything that day. So I'm getting my stuff together and I'm like, I, I, I text him. I go, hey man, what uh, what's this golf tournament for? And he's like, oh, it's for the West New York Baseball Hall of Fame. And I was like, oh, cool. All right. So I end up going and just the amount of baseball people at this thing that like are all in some way, shape or form connected via whether it's a, you know, a current Hall of Famer, somebody who's like, you know, friends with the Hall of Famer, plays for or with the Hall of Famer or whatever. Um, there were, it was a shotgun start out of Chestnut Hill and there were two foursomes per hole and at least one, uh, one hole had a third foursome like in line to play. And what a, what a fun day, first off. Um, Seeing people that I see regularly, seeing people that I don't see all the time, that I've known for years in the baseball world was so much fun, talking, telling stories, you know, the the stuff that I love to do in the baseball world, you know, the reason I started the podcast, the, the telling stories aspect of it. And the the funniest part about it were, you know, was the people I thought I'd see that I didn't, um, you know, which was intriguing to me for one reason or other. And, you know, obviously this is a midday golf tournament, midweek golf tournament, and, you know, it, it's tough for some people to be off of work, stuff like that. Um, you know, I was surprised by both the people I saw and some of the people that I thought I'd run into that I ended up not, but what a great event, what a fun turnout. Uh, we we had a riot doing it. Um, I was unable to stay for the steak dinner at the end, which was unfortunate, but I was, you know, a little, little crunch for time near the end there because I did have plans in the evening, but... Nonetheless, had a good time, had fun. Uh, got to spend the day with with my three of my teammates out on the out on the links. Um, you know, got to watch uh, Jeremy Nowak, who you may know as the Swingman, tee off on a real golf course, which is just it, it, that's just something on another level. Um, if you if you know who he is, he 
went from the world of baseball and being a professional baseball player and was knocking around the local um, the local adult amateur leagues for a few years. And then the last couple of years, he's gotten into the, the world long drive competitions and is pretty much heavily dedicated to that on top of, you know, training local players as well. And watching him actually drive a golf ball live and live and in person was funny. Uh, we got to do our own version of the Noak step, this, you know, his, his, the swingman's tradition, uh, not traditional, but his less than traditional long drive uh, technique, we'll call it. Uh, we threw that up on the Hats, Tats, and Stats TikTok and had a little fun with that. Um, you know, and it was just a fun day all around and just seeing so many people in the baseball community out about having a good time talking, joking, shaking hands, laughing was just really, really cool to behold and be a part of. Um, and definitely something I wouldn't be opposed to possibly doing next year, which I can't believe I just made the statement that I would be looking forward to a golf event in the future. Um, but nevertheless, fun day, great time. Uh, if you ever have the opportunity, it's, it's cool to see so many baseball people from so many different walks and areas and just kind of see how interconnected the Western New York baseball community really is. Um, the other thing that happened that was really, really cool and was really fun to get to be a part of was, as we all know, if you're in the Buffalo area or if you're just a Major League Baseball fan, the Blue Jays, uh, up until three days from now, are locked out of Canada. Uh, they started their season down south. Uh, obviously, the weather in the spring up here is not conducive necessarily for professional baseball. However, uh, they also took that time to get the field ready for professional baseball more so than it was last year. Um, especially with fans being in attendance and so on and so forth. The Blue Jays have been playing in Buffalo. Um, it's been a, a fun run. Uh, they had, I believe, three or four All-Stars. Vlad, oh, excuse me, uh, Vlad Jr. got uh, the MVP of the uh, MLB All-Star game. He is the he is one of he uh, him and his father are now one of three sets of father-son duos who have hit home runs in the All-Star game, uh, and to be in the company of the Griffies and the Bonds is hard to take, I guess. Uh, you know, some of the most prolific names in the game right there. And to be one, like, to be, to, for it to be you and those two, uh, that's, that's tough company to keep. Um, you know, I got to watch... You know, you, you got to and you got to watch these dudes play in Buffalo. Uh, you got to see Vlad hit hit a ball onto the 190 over the net in left field. Uh, just some of the plays and some of the things that they've they've done, and just watch. And it, it's a young team. Uh, that 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 Jays team is a young squad, and they're a lot of fun to play uh, or to, to watch play, I should say. And you know, watching a guy like Bo Bichette go up and play, and I know guys from around here have gotten to play with. Uh, his father Dante in some tournaments out of the area. Uh, I know again, my coach Ralph has gotten the opportunity to play with him, and just it's cool to see that tie to Buffalo. And now you know these last two seasons with the Jays playing here, there will always be a professional baseball tie to Buffalo. Uh, the other thing that needs to be said about this before I go on to the actual topic at hand: the crowds in Buffalo. Now again, it is a smaller stadium, um, you know. I saw that the the Blue Jays have been approved to start with 15,000 fans in attendance. 
when they first go back to Toronto. Uh, the attendance for the games yesterday was around was over twelve thousand. So the Blue Jay Stadium in Canada is approving a partial attendance at fifteen, when that would probably be close to full attendance for a Bison's game or a game at the Bison Stadium and Salem Field, Salem Field, we'll call it. And the thing for me is the crowds throughout this entire thing were absolutely electric, especially on weekend games. Um, obviously, and like, and I, and I feel like you would see this in any facet. Anytime there was a game, middle of the week, especially a midweek, like Tuesday, Wednesday game during the day, I'm sure attendance is, attendance is down, just like it is for any major league team in any major league stadium in the country, you know, because people have things like jobs and have to work and so on and so forth. However, the crowds on weekends, I heard at times, rivaled Bills games. Like, had they had that just up atmosphere that, you know, that fired up idea, you know, and that's cool to hear. And, you know, I, I know Buffalo is a smaller market than a lot of, uh, professional sports teams would like to have, but if you've if you've been part of the Buffalo community, if you've been part of the Western New York community, and you haven't seen the passion for sports and professional sports teams that this area has, I don't know what to tell you because it's blatant and it's obvious. Um, you know, even when the Bills weren't good they still have a rabid fandom. The Sabres haven't been good. And all the city wants, all this town wants, all this area wants is for that team to be good because there's a rabid fan base that just wants it. Um, you know, they just, they want them to be talented. They want, like, give us something to cheer for. Give us something to get behind because you'll never find a more rabid and avid fan base. And I think, you know, the, like the Toronto Maple Leafs saw that, you know, a few of those guys have come out and said, like, this this crew in Buffalo, this group, like, the, these fans in Buffalo are absolutely unreal. And you'll find that this is a Yankee town. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a local radio station who hosts the, the radio broadcasts of Yankees games in western New York. We have the Toronto affiliate here, but we broadcast the Yankees games because it's a Yankees town. And... The Blue Jays came out and said, "Like, nah, man. Like, this is different. Like, th- these these fans are wild, man. These, these fans are into it. They're here. They love it. And I, I've seen it being implored. I'm going to start using that. You know, using the tag when I when I tweet. It's going to be bring pro baseball to Buffalo. Uh, you know, we've got the stadium. It it would be uncomplicated." in my opinion at least, to some extent, to renovate or build a new one. You know, we, we've, they, we've, they've talked about building a new uh, Bill Stadium downtown. <clears throat> Maybe use the area that was originally talked about for that downtown because it looks like the Bills will be staying in Orchard Park. And build a new professional baseball stadium for a professional ba- for an MLB baseball club. Leave the Bisons in Buffalo and have both. Or I don't know, maybe you have to move the Bison, maybe the, the AAA affiliate of somebody has to move out of Buffalo to accommodate a, a, a true MLB club. But I really believe that there would be a solid following here. And I I, I would love to see it personally. Um, 
obviously getting a third professional sports franchise, a third of the major four in the area would be super helpful for the economy. Uh, obviously having a pro sports team in your town automatically gives a, you know, a shot in the arm to the economy of the area, so on and so forth. Um, adding a third for Buffalo would be huge across all fronts. Um, you know, and I really believe that it would be something that people would really get behind and, that would be something that could flourish here if given the opportunity. All of that being said and out of the way, something happened on Friday night, and again twice, and again on, on, it was supposed to happen Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It happened on Friday, and again on Sunday, in one of the two games of the doubleheader. Um, Amherst native, Buffalo boy, Jonah Heim, catcher for the Rangers, played a professional Major League Baseball game in his hometown of Buffalo. This may be the only time in even remotely recent history, if ever, that a Buffalo-born baseball player had the opportunity to play professional baseball in Buffalo in front of his hometown. I had the opportunity to speak with Jonah's father, Jamie, at the game on Sunday. Uh, for those who don't know, I had the pleasure of being able to coach Jonah when he was 13. Uh, he was on a very talented group, uh, team that I had at the time, and he was head and shoulders just different. Uh, you could tell back then there was something special about him. <clears throat> he ended up going on, having a great career, played all around. He ended up playing some uh, playing showcase with uh, Justin Santanacito in the academy, and he was a fourth-round draft pick with the Orioles later on, and now he's in the big leagues. He made his major league debut last year, I believe, with the A's. Now he's with the Rangers. And first and foremost, when you found out he was coming to Buffalo, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I was going to find a way to go to one of these one of these three games. And having the opportunity to talk to his his father at the game on Sunday. Had it not been for the rain out on Saturday, which again, we just talked about how bad the weather's been in the area, Jonah would have caught all three games here in Buffalo. First and foremost, that is huge. That is, that is, a, that is a really cool thing for his managers with the range to allow him to do. Uh, you know, he's been catching... He kind of been doing split duty, stuff like that. Um, but to say, hey, we're in your hometown, this may never happen again. Odds are, if you were a betting man and you said, you put money on the fact that he will never play professional Major League Baseball in Buffalo ever again, you'd be making probably the smartest bet ever. Because as we, as I just said, we're a small market. We don't currently have a Major League Baseball team, and the odds of us getting one are slim. Um the name's been like since the since the Jays have been here, it's been talked about a few times, but nothing overly serious, nothing overly committal. So to say, hey, we're in your hometown, in front of your family, in front of your friends, in front of kids you guys you grew up playing with, playing against, playing for, playing against, uh, you know, high school kid, kids you went to school with, kids you whatever, we're gonna let you catch all three, is really really cool. Now it obviously didn't work out that way. Uh, the game on Saturday got rained out, so they played a doubleheader on Sunday, and I had the pleasure of being there for that. Um, the first game was was a was a good game. Um, it was weird seeing the seven inning doubleheaders, 
at the same time, I can see why they thought it would be a good idea. Not that I ever want to agree with Mr. Manfred, but I digress. Um, Jonah didn't play in the first game. He played the second. He caught the second game. And the first game was was a good, well-played game. Um, tight score. And then the second game, the Jays just put on a hitting clinic. Um, four home runs, uh, a grand slam, back-to-back home runs. Uh, Vlad ended up looks like looked like he was out front out on his front foot and miss hit a ball and put it over the left field the left center fence on a line. It was it was it was insane. Um, it was a, it was a lot of fun to, to watch, a lot of fun to be part of, and to see a young man that I had the pleasure of coaching and had then had the pleasure of watching grow up into the major league prospect, then major league draftee, and have been keeping at least a little bit a little bit of a distant eye on as as a fan because let's call it, let's call that what it is. I'm a fan. All right, I I had the pleasure of knowing him at, when he was younger, and at this point, I'm nothing more than a fan. Um, I would never even remotely try to lay claim to, I helped him get, no, no, I coached him when he was 13. He was a great player back then. If, if there's one thing he took from me that helped him get there, that would be absolutely fantastic. Do I believe that to be the case? I don't know. I'm a fan. That's all I am. Like I, I want to get a Jersey. I, I want to get his Jersey. I want to hang it on the wall in my man cave and just like, I, I would a Josh Allen jersey or a Stefan Diggs jersey or anything else. Um, you know, and, and to watch this kid go out and do what he loves and do something that he's so incredibly talented at in his hometown. You know, every time they announced his name, the crowd erupted in cheers and people were yelling his name all throughout the stadium and, you know, watching his father look like a look like he was directing traffic like running here there here there 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 here he you know, he sat in front of me for for a half inning and it's like yeah he goes you know we got we got people in this section this section this section this section you know like so many people wanted to come so many people reached out and wanted to see him and like you know we had like we had to tell people like hey man we like he can only leave so many tickets for people um you know i like i i'm sorry but the family comes first and from there you're going to have to buy tickets because it seemed like he would have had to say, Hey, let's like, can I reserve all 33,000 tickets for the weekend and leave them at the front for people and then give a list of names of who was coming to pick up tickets. Uh, he also told me, and, and this was cool. This one, I, I get a little, little bit of goosebump talking about it, but, and this is a direct quote from, um, from Jonah's father that said Friday night was more surreal and was just so was was cooler than the night he got drafted. Uh, Jonah's first at bat when they announced him and he came up to the plate, he told me that there was a standing ovation in the stadium, and that that was just so cool to see and be there for and be part of that it was better than better than the phone call that you're that that he had gotten drafted, and that's something that by all rights, for all intent and purpose, should have never happened. Because there should have never been a Major League Baseball game played in Buffalo. You know, if there's a silver lining to the pandemic, this might be it. Uh, you know, if there's a silver lining to the the insanity that's ensued over the last year to a year and a half, and all the all the issues, all the division in this country on mask, don't mask, vax, don't vax, and I'm not going there. I'm not getting into that. That's not my cup of tea. That's not that's not why I'm here. But if 
in in a in a in a spot where the there's so much to be looked at and be and be down upon or whatever to see that like something so amazing a buffalo born and raised young man who made it to the show you know when you when you're coaching kids and that oh I'm going to be the next Derek Jeter I'm going to be the next Griffey I'm going to be the next you know, at this point, uh, the next Vladdy, the next Tatis, the next, the next whoever. I'm going to make it to the show. Here's the kid that did it. And not only did he do it, but then he got to take two games behind the plate and at bats in his hometown in the Major League Baseball system. Not just in the system, in the show. The kid got to take at bats in his hometown, in his backyard, in front of... Hundred, close to a hundred thousand people, probably. Not maybe fifty thousand people. I don't know. I'm not a math guy, but in front of so so many people, like people who are like, oh hey, this is a Buffalo. I, I sat with guys to the back left or back right of me yesterday who didn't realize he was that you know that Jonah was a Buffalo boy until they heard someone else talk about it and they were like, oh wait, this kid's from Buffalo. And despite the fact that they were there cheering for the Jays. They were Jays fans, and they were Jonah Heim fans. And that was cool, because if you didn't know, you found out. Um, it was cool, too. I, you know, we, we sat behind the first base dugout, which was the Rangers dugout. Um, you know, we got to meet the, the sister of one of the relievers for the Texans and her mother. They were there. They were very nice. You know, uh, just talk to them a little bit about how, you know, just about traveling. Uh, the sisters from Binghamton, the uh, the mom lives in Texas. Uh, the row in front of them included the family of one of the trainers for the Tex, uh, for for the Rangers, and it was just it was really cool to just kind of sit and talk with these people and just just meet new people, meet new friends, and just sit there and like, oh, cool, like how how small of a world that you know I you know because the like when when Jonah's father came and sat in front of me for a half inning and I got you know got to talk to him a bit when you know, when he left I was like oh how do you how do you know hi. Oh, you know, coach when he was 13. Oh, it's really cool. Like, oh, you know, you guys here for, I want to say the last name was Hearn, and I'm going to be very, very upset with myself. So give me two seconds to look this up. Yeah, so it was uh, the, the family of Taylor Hearn who uh, came in in relief in the second game after a rough outing by the starter uh, and threw very well. Uh, faced four batters, was you know got the got the last out of the third inning, I believe, and went three up, three down in the fourth. But uh, you know they were very nice, talking like, oh, they, they, those are really cool jackets. You know they looked, uh, they had uh, denim jackets on that had his name and number on the back and stuff like that, and they were very cool. Like oh, and, you know, and it turned like oh, so and so's you know another player on the team's mom actually makes these for people, and like they were really cool. And it was just fun to sit there and talk and learn and just see like, oh, small world. Like, hey, this you know this girl's from Binghamton. Her brother's pitching in the show and you know pitching to a kid that I coached for a year. Like, it was it was just cool. It was a fun experience. And you know, after the game, seeing the amount of people that were swarming around the back of the first base dugout to try to see, talk to, get an autograph from Jonah was just really really cool. Um, and just something that was not only fun to be there and witness, but to see it happen for this kid in that way was just so much fun and so cool. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's unfortunate that the Jays are leaving. 
at the end of their series with Boston. That starts tonight. But at the same time, it was a fun run. It was incredible. And it kind of sucks that there's going to be a, like a, a few-week delay uh, before the Bisons make it back to Buffalo because obviously they have their schedule set and then they got to do whatever they're going to do with the stadium. Um, it, I'll be honest with you. If, yeah, if, if I'm the Bisons, I'm probably not changing a whole ton. Uh, I'm. I would leave all the Blue Jays stuff up for the remainder of the year because you never know. One, one rough turn up and up north there, and who knows if they get locked back down and have to leave and come back to Buffalo to play the rest of their season here. Um, however, I'm also looking forward to see that young, talented team and what they can do down the stretch here in the second half, uh, and that'll be really cool as well. All that being said, again, thanks for. Uh, I'm going to thank you guys right now for tuning in. Uh, to another flying solo uh, and storytelling episode for Tip of the Cap for me. Uh, I was going to put something out on Thursday after the tournament, but then I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to wait until after the game as well. So I have two topics to talk about and give me around the half hour mark, which I'm just about at right now. Uh, If you're hearing this and you have a team, again, that wants live coverage, uh, live play-by-play for a game for if you're a tournament director and you'd like some for a tournament, for a championship, Whatever it may be, I do have uh, some weekends off coming up here. If you know, or like around some a couple weddings and whatnot, I do have time to get out and do that stuff. Uh, again, all I need at the field is power. I have internet and so on and so forth that I can do and set up um, the live stream for that. So if that's something you guys are interested in, please reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter, either on the tip of the cap Twitter or my personal Twitter, whichever you follow. If you follow one or the other or both. Um, I can, you know, if you reach out, we can set it up, we can get it going. And, you know, that is something that I do free of charge, uh, as long as it's something that I have the time and ability to do. So reach out to me if you guys want that, if you guys want some, some coverage, some live stream, um, almost 200 people tuned in to watch a Thunderwolves team play another Thunderwolves team. So that was cool. Uh, when I did that, that was a fun game between a couple of good organization or two teams from a great organization. Um, and if anybody wants to ever come on the show, be a guest, talk baseball with me, I'm always open for that. I know right now the baseball world is very busy. Um, you know, there's a few guys that I've been trying to get on here and there, but, uh, you know, just trying to work around playing schedules, coaching schedules, so on and so forth. So uh, if anybody wants to be a guest on the show, please reach out. Let me know on that. If you want your game to be live stream covered, whatever, uh, if you will like, hey, it'd be cool to just have live tweets go out. That'd be cool, too. I can do that. That's, you know, that's a lot easier. And, you know, as much as I love doing the video streaming and stuff, you know, that can work, too. Um, and my last bit is going to be a little shout-out here to the uh, Niagara Power and the PGBL, the PGCBL as a whole. Uh, if you guys haven't, check that out. Uh, the I didn't realize... Um, and I, I, I may have said this in the last episode, I didn't realize that the amount of talent and the amount of big-name schools that sent kids up to this league to play. Uh, and, you know, there is there is some local talent, but there's a lot of, you know, you can see kids from TCU, Texas, Florida, you know, LSU, UCLA, Alabama, uh, like big, big-name Division One schools playing right here in our backyard. Uh, and there's three, at least three teams that are within a decently short drive. There's the Niagara Power up the falls. There's the Batavia Muck Dogs in Batavia, obviously, and the Jamestown Tarp Skunks, who may have the greatest name in the game. Uh, and 
very talented teams, very talented rosters up and down. The whole league is, is just stacked with talented, talented players. And I can tell you that it's it's a fun night out for the family if you have the time to go check the game out. Uh, I know the Power are playing tonight at Sal Magley Stadium in Niagara Falls. Even if you can't make it, uh, I know that they do a live stream on YouTube and um, that and my uh, tonight's game will be the last one that will be actually broadcast over the radio too. You can check that on 105.3 on FM or 1340 AM. Uh, you can also get the live stream online on your phone by going to www.wldl.com. Uh, my good my, my good friend James Burns will be on the play-by-play on that. So that's some... Uh, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, thanks for sticking with me here, guys. Hopefully, I'll be able to get some people on to talk soon. Um, you know, just to kind of fill in and just kind of break it up the monotony of just me talking into a microphone to whoever chooses to choose to hit play. So, uh, again, thanks for tuning in. As you heard at the top of the show, uh, this episode is brought to you by Big O Seal Coating. You can get their information down below in the summary of the episode, or if you want to get that number again, you can go back to the top of the bumper. And, of course, as always, brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports, www.stingerwoodbats.com. Promo code TIMOTHECAP at checkout for 10% off your order. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been another episode of Tip of the Cap. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Hosts podcast thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen yo wait a minute i feel like i could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored why am i listening to this stuff you want a better sports experience from your podcast head over to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network not generic not boring and a little out there sometimes tune in to hats tats and stats on the bicbp radio network